You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. If you want to be as visible as possible right now, then you know that PR is the best way to maximize your credibility and expertise. Former journalist and PR expert Nicola Rowley is hosting a free three-day from incognito to interview challenge starting next Monday, the 19th of June at 10 a.m. This challenge is for you if you want to know how to get started with PR, how to harness publicity to help cement your expert status or drive sales in your business, or how to start feeling more confident to put yourself forward for opportunities. You can sign up right now at go.njrpr.com forward slash challenge. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. So it's a bit of a different one today. I'm going to give you some context as to where I am. So I'm on one of the biggest cruise ships in the world in the bedroom with my sister Marie, who is also my social media manager. And I said to her today, let's do a little podcast. Let's just, you know, have a chat about what it's like working together and being sisters and our journeys to get to this point. And I've put something on Facebook so that people can ask us any questions that they have that we can answer for you. But let's be honest, Marie is slightly terrified of anything where I make her do anything like this. So she has had a glass or two of wine, haven't you? Maybe. So Marie is a year younger than me and, you know, I talk to you guys about everything. I tell you everything that really happens and about my childhood and that kind of thing. And the reason I decided to do this podcast in the first place is because when me and Sam do our podcasts together, you always say you really like them. You like hearing the less businessy, more personal stuff. And so I thought this would be a good one. But yeah, we grew up the same, obviously, with the same parents, but we had an odd childhood, I suppose you'd say, where we grew up with a half a half brother, a stepbrother, and then which one is it? Well, is it half brother or it's step- half brother? Same mother. Half brother. And then the stepbrothers and sisters came later. Yeah, and then when we were well, you were what, fifteen? Yeah, fifteen, I think. Our dad got married to somebody with nine children. So they're the step ones. Yeah. And so then they all moved in and I promptly moved out. (laughs) And got married just to escape. I got married at 17 (laughs) to escape the situation to a much older person, actually, and uh, left Marie there. (laughs) So from then, really, Marie and I have been best friends sort of the whole time. We weren't that good friends when we were really young. Mm, Early 20s, we weren't that close. I think because you didn't drink and I did, so we weren't that good friends. <laughs> because we grew up Mormons. <clears throat> so that's a whole nother thing that we don't haven't really discussed with you guys, but we grew up as Mormons. And so we weren't allowed to drink. Um, Marie seemed to get over the whole alcohol not allowed issue quicker than me. Um, but I didn't really drink till I was about 23, 24. And then, and then we became friends and we've pretty much lived very closely either on the same street or nearby ever since. And in the same house once. And in the same house. And so we've been really close since then. But 
even though we had this kind of really weird childhood that my therapists love because they can blame everything on our weird childhood, we have quite a different view of it, I think. Maybe because I was bullied, but you seem to have just sort of like taken it all in your stride. Perhaps because I've not seen a therapist. (laughs) (laughs) So I haven't delved back into it. Yeah, maybe you are actually quite screwed up after all and need need sorting out. Yeah, I think I'm all right. (laughs) You do seem to be all right. Anyway, so then Marie had a baby, Henry. And then she before, just explain, while the me talk, just explain what you did before working for me. So I worked for a company that uh, designed and produced show guides, like if you're going to go to Crofts or a Formula One race. So I was a project manager on that and designer. I remember walking into WH Smith and I kept picking up the like the motorhome magazine and stuff and going, look, that's my sister's name in there. You had this little byline, like, designed by. Yeah, so any kind of design things, whether it was editorial or adverts or anything, I did all that. And then had Henry and just thought, oh, there's no chance I can do anything because he's (laughs) quite full on. And then Lisa's like, oh, will you do this logo for me? Oh, my somebody needs this designed. Will you do this? Oh, will you just do this PDF for me? So then I was just kind of started working for you for free. <laughs> and then after a while, you were like, actually, I think I need it more than every now and again. So just come and work for me. And uh-huh. I was like, all right, well, this seems all right. It's quite flexible working for you. And that's what we did. And from here then. we are. Actually, that isn't the first time that Maria has worked for free for me. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much my whole life. What? <laughs> Clean our bedroom. I'll give you a pound. Oh, I didn't have the pound. <laughs> <laughs> remember that one <laughs> you were constant. I just did everything and you gave some kind of bribery I that remember. often didn't didn't, happen. didn't <laughs> I remember when we were really young because our mum left when we were really young like I 10, was eight eight and so ten were, yeah nine or, um, ten. nine or ten years old <clears> and so my dad kind of we didn't really know our dad much before that because he had so many jobs he had like three or four jobs just to just to make ends meet because we lived in in poverty really and um so then we had to take over kind of all the duties that a mother would do and one of those duties was to take all of the washing to the laundrette each week so we did have that twin tub thing but every time we tried to use it we just flooded the house so I think dad was like here just have three pounds I think yeah, it, was. it was three pounds and we'd have to take the three pounds to the, and take the washing to the laundry in bin bags in can bin you bags. imagine that on the Saturday but there's much better things to put them in <laughs> <laughs> now I just think we were just walking down the street with bin bags it seemed normal then though. looking like tramps <laughs> I'm sure we could have had a basket or something anyway we took these bin bags but I used to say you carry it and you carry it half the way, and then I'll carry it the other half the way. But I'd never, ever carried, I never took over my It's not halfway yet. Carry it a bit more. It's still not halfway. And then I decided to start a business washing cars at like nine. And so we'd knock on people's doors and say, Do you want your car washed for a pound? But Marie just used to, Marie and my friend Hazel, who is now my accountant and my finance director, 
they somehow did all the work and I got the money and I don't really know how that happened. You were like the pimp and then we did the work. <laughs> but that sort of has carried on into like adulthood. <laughs> I get a bit more than a pound now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's often been times where we've been entrepreneurial and we didn't even really know that we were entrepreneurial then. I think I'm just quite happy. I think because I'm a younger sister, I will just do what you say, whatever it is. And I don't feel bad about doing it. I'm like, oh, okay, she wants that done, I'll do it. It's like not even, I don't even think about it. Like, oh, should I be doing this? Is it worth it? I'm just like, oh, she wants it done, I'll do it. See, I feel like I want to give you a good talking to about that, but <laughs> it doesn't benefit me for that to happen. So I'm not going to. I think it's just how I've grown up. Yeah. You being the older sister, I've just always done what needs to be done. done. Yeah. And now you do what needs to be done and it works really well. One of the things we were talking about today is I love doing things like where I'm visible. So like doing this podcast or, you know, doing a live or standing on a stage. And that's like your idea of hell, isn't it? Yeah. I would just be sick, I think. But why? Thinking of even talking to a small group of people I would freeze and probably cry oh. <laughs> I'm not joking I would probably cry why would you cry I don't know like that's how it makes me feel like emotionally scared so doing this podcast <clears throat> like it's just me and you we're actually lying on a bed doing this podcast well this isn't bad because there's nobody there so, there are people there, but I can't see them so there. So is that it? If it's in front of other people, that's the thing that's horrible. No, because even alive isn't in front of real people, but that is still scary. Yeah, because we did this live where we, we were at, we were in Tenerife and I took the team and we all had to go round in a circle and say one thing that we had learned. And it came to you and you were actually shaking. Yeah, I was scared. But luckily I had sunglasses on, so I could just hide behind them. <laughs> we're so different we've had the exact... it's a lot of different things about us not just that it's not loads there are you're a lot more out there i'm very much behind the scenes do you remember when we were younger and you used to say to me you're like i wasn't scared when i was younger of attempting to get into any kind of VIP situation. Like, there was no way I should have been in some of the situations we were in. No, we blagged loads of things. Because, like, we had no I say money. we, you blagged them, <laughs> and I just ran up the stairs, wherever it was. <laughs> so we'd go to, like, a concert. We went to see Katy Perry, and you said to the bouncer, there's a box up there, why is nobody using it? And he said, well, do you want to use it? And you were like, yeah. We just got it for free. Can you imagine now, Katy Perry? Do you remember that time we went to a concert? I can't remember who was playing. I think it was like lots of different people playing at Coco in Camden. Yeah. And I went up to this guy. But you won tickets or, so, or you blagged. You asked a question on a game show or something to get it. You got it for free anyway. I got everything for free because we didn't have any money. So I'd have to get things for free to be able to do things. But then when I got there, I remember saying to the guy there was this vip area and there's all these celebrities in there and of like, course lisa wanted to be in it oh vip i want I to go did. there i wanted to be in it <laughs> and so i pretended that i worked for a newspaper and that i was press and that marie was like my my assistant and we got in yeah 
and we met had... Paloma Faith and she was my idol even more now than then. And we had pictures with like Sarah Cox and all these different people. And they always said, oh, what magazine are you working for? I think I just made it up. I was oh, a, a bit worried that someone who did actually work at that magazine or newspaper would be like, no, you don't. But no one did. And we just got away with it. You've always been really blaggy. Do you remember Gino, the ice cream man, that used to come to our estate? And you once said, oh, if I interview you for my school magazine, can I get a free ice cream? And you just made up an interview on the spot and got an ice cream. And oh, why would you say yes? <laughs> I don't even remember doing that. You did it. But there were lots of <laughs> times that we were able to get things. We went to quite a lot of premieres in our 20s, like red carpet premieres in the Odeon in Leicester Square. And I have no idea how we managed to blag that. I don't know, but I was always very much like, if you ever get anything, I'll be the one that gets the free stuff. <laughs> like, you have to do the work and I'll get the free goods. <laughs> yeah, see, it works both ways. <laughs> <laughs> I would never want to be the centre of attention one, but I just want to get like the side and the good. <laughs> <laughs> but what's been quite good is that as we've got older, our skills have really complemented each other. Because one of the things that, as you can imagine, like working online, that I really needed was someone that could design stuff, like you know, someone that could do all of the workbooks, all of the PowerPoint presentations. Like everything that we do needed designing. And then we realized quite quickly that if Marita designs stuff, she can be a social media manager. And it took us probably two years to convince Marie that her title was social media manager. I'm still not convinced. What do you mean? I put design and social media manager, like the social media is like the back part. But you do do all our social media. I know. I don't like the word manager, but there's no other word that really describes it. I don't content creator these sounds like i have to be a bit too creative so i don't i think content creator sounds a bit wanky it doesn't sound like a real job no but but you but it is loads of people are I that. Know. <clears throat> but you do do all the social why don't you like the word manager manager sounds like i'm a grown-up you are a grown-up no in my head i'm not you're 44 years old <laughs> I'm still waiting to grow up. When do you think you're going to feel like a grown-up? No, I don't know. Never. Should we see what the questions are on Facebook? Can I just say, by the way, do you remember that time when you thought you were going to marry Carl Pilkington? The only reason I remember this right now is because I think your answers sound like Carl Pilkington is speaking. I would still marry him now. <laughs> oh, there's lots of questions. Oh, no. Okay, the first question is, who's the most trouble? Oh, I think you create the trouble, but I go through with the trouble. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. An example of that is when I was 14, we used to go on this school bus to school and there was this guy called Jeremy. What if I get sued for saying Jeremy? Probably. John. His name was John. <laughs> <laughs> and he was one of the, but I got bullied a lot at school and he was one of the bullies on the school bus. And he was like a proper thuggish, like 16 years old. Well, I think he'd already been in some kind of prison compound. Or juvenile place. <laughs> and we got off the bus and he threatened me and he had his hand around my neck. Marie, like 13 years old, comes up and knees him in the balls. And he then bangs your head on a brick wall. He got off you, though, and that was the point of it. He did get off me. 
Um, so yeah, I didn't cause that trouble, by the way. I, I didn't that mean that kind of trouble. I mean, like, why don't we go up and do this? And then I'll be like, oh, I'll do it. Like a dare type trouble, not like an in fighting trouble. <laughs> what kind of dare? I don't know. Like, do you dare to do this? I and think I you were. Oh, I'll do it. I think when I was a teenager, I was the most trouble. Dad would definitely say I'm the. I was. I think you are the most trouble. I don't think I'm now. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm proper sensible now. Mm, I don't. I wouldn't say you're sensible, but. I'm just easily led. Let's put it that way. You are easily led. So I'd get in more trouble because you would lead me astray. Oh, look what mum's put. Mum's put. I have a question. How did I give birth to such beauty? <laughs> mum. Oh, cringe. Cringe. So, Miralee has said, I've had the absolute pleasure of meeting your lovely boys. They're polite, intelligent and good socially. What did you do in their early years that endured to nurture such fine young men? I'm sure you experienced many challenges, especially when you were a single parent. I'd love to know what your advice would be to others who have babies, toddlers and preschoolers. Did Marie and other family members support you? Yes. <laughs> I lived at your house more than I lived at my house in that definitely the first six months. And you were the first person to actually hold Albert. Yeah, my Albert. Because <laughs> I, I went, something happened during the C-section of the twins and I lost, like, I hemorrhaged and lost, like, tons of blood and was just, they put me out of it so that they could give me blood transfusions and things like that. So I woke up to Marie at the end of the bed feeding Albert. Yeah, because Finn was in special care or something, wasn't he? Yeah. He wasn't breathing well. Yeah, but I remember you being at my house, like, every day for the first six to eight weeks, definitely. Yeah, I stayed there a lot and I used to just commute to work, which was, like, 45 minutes, so it wasn't actually that bad. But I remember, like, I had a room in your house. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I was there that much. There's no way I could have dealt with it on my own. I, I wasn't on my own right at the beginning. I had a husband at the beginning. He wasn't there as much as you. <laughs> Even so, two children, three adults is a lot. Yeah. It was still hard work. It was still hard work, yeah. And he was back at work like immediately. And I was back at work when they were five months old. Well, do you remember when we took them on holiday? We took the boys on their first holiday when they were like two months old. And we had, Marie had one in like a sling, sling thing. thing. And I had one. And we just went, we just had like a normal holiday with these two babies on. Well, because they were like proper babies. We could just, just carry them around and do what we wanted. It's only when they get older you have to actually do what they want. Yeah. So it's I quite a good age. <laughs> the advice that you ask for, Miralee, the reason that they're quite polite and good socially is that we've always treated them like little adults, really. Like, we've not gone to, like, kids' restaurants. We've always gone to an adult restaurant and sort of taught them how to behave in adult restaurants. And they've all, you know, like, they've been to the West End musicals when they were three years old. We've tried to just give them a kind of life where they're around adults a lot. I mean, Albert's better around adults than his children. I also think they're quite adaptable because there's two of them. So they've had like a childminder and a nanny and then they've been to this school and then they're SWAT school, but they know they've always got each other. Yeah. So it's a lot, little bit easier for them to yeah, never alone. be somewhere new. Yeah, although I think Finian wishes he was alone a lot of the time. <laughs> um, Charlie said, do you ever argue? Now, this is a really weird one. This is one that Sam thinks... 
is really bizarre and that there's something wrong because actually we never argue ever that doesn't mean we disagree yeah we disagree on things we have different opinions about things but i wouldn't it would never come to an argument stage i think we just have always known we have different opinions on most things and so there's no point arguing over it no and there's not i don't think there'd be a situation where it would be an argument like you wouldn't do anything that much to upset me and no. I would never do it to upset you. I can't oh, think of a situation where an argument would become. I think because we both kind of brought each other up, if we're honest about it, from the age of about 10, we always think about the other person more than us. And I think when two people do that, when both of you put the other person first in any situation, there can never be an argument because you're always looking out for the other one. Like there's things that I've done in my life that have that Maria's definitely disagreed with, you know, whether it's with boys or things like that. Boys. <laughs> boys. <laughs> um, but if somebody else was to say something, like you would immediately take my side. Yeah. Even if you didn't agree with it really, you'd still take my side. Yeah. And I think that's what we both do. And that's I think that's a good thing. I think we've never really argued. I just can't think that we would. Oh, Victoria's question is good. What is your earliest childhood memory as sisters? I feel like a lot of my memories are of photos. Is that really bad? No, I think that we had trauma in our childhood and neither of us remember anything before the age of 10, really, at all. I think probably my earliest memory is dancing around the living room, making up dances. We but I probably was so about eight or nine. And now were... I don't know if that's a real memory or not, or just I know that we did it. I think you were more like 10, and I think that you, we did do it. I well, we did that. do it all the time, so one of them must be a real memory. Because we <laughs> thought we were going to be pop stars or dancers. and On we top always... of the pops, yeah. yeah. And we always used to make up dances. I remember some of those dances now that we made up. I remember the So Macho one, but I don't think we made that one up. <laughs> so macho by Sunita. I remember that one. Do you, and do you remember the Paula Abdul one, the Scat Cat oh, one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think they're probably my earliest memories as well. But not of being, like, young, young. But I think well, I've had quite a lot of, you know, like, done inner work, as they call it. Like, I've seen therapists and I've had brain spotting and I've had trauma therapy and that kind of thing. And pretty much everyone has said that's because we're, locked out i think that all therapists say that is that bad to say no <laughs> say what you like i think everybody just goes oh it must be something in your childhood well maybe it is though what if it is well it might be in this case but in general i think they all say that like get to the root cause oh something happened in your childhood but i think i do think a lot comes from childhood i think a lot of the patterns but this do. worries me about my child am i giving my child trauma what kind of trauma are you getting? I don't know. Now everything I think about, I'm like, am I too fussy around him? Do I do this? Do I not let him do this? Is he going to remember this? And this is going to be ingrained in him, ingrained in what his childhood is. I know what you mean, because I think that with money mindset. I get worried that I'm giving them a money mindset issue because we obviously had a money mindset issue quite rightly because of how we grew up with no money. But they're growing up with money and I worry that's giving them 
a sort of reverse money yeah. mindset issue. Well, Henry is very much like, well, it doesn't matter if I lose it, we'll buy another one. I'm like, well, you can't buy everything in the world. But then as soon as you say that, it's Who like... He thinks you can because, like, we buy a lot of things. Yeah. But some things can't be bought. That's a whole other topic, isn't it? Like, we've both gone from having not enough money to buy a school uniform. I remember how grubby our shirts were. That's the something I remember. Look what you brought back. He's being a therapist to me now. Because we didn't have, (laughs) we just didn't have the money to be clean. We probably could have been clean, but nobody made us clean. We were like feral children. (laughs) Because it was just dad and dad was working. He was working all the time. And I remember him working. He worked at nights. And because he was on his own with us when we were like 10, he used to have to work because otherwise, how would we live? We were already like in a council estate, but we had to get food. And so he would work at night and we were told that if care, this care, there was always this care hanging over us, like care of the bad people, social services. If social services knock at the door, we had to lie and say he was in the bath. And that he couldn't come to the door. Do you remember you used to ring us on the phone to get up in the morning? To get up to school. We used to get a phone. We used to have a pay phone in our house. That Lisa worked out how to not pay for. (laughs) Dodge. (laughs) Um, And he used to ring us at 6am from his workplace to tell us to get up and get ready for school. This is crazy when you think back, isn't it? Yeah, that's like younger than your children are now. Yeah. But we did it. Yeah. Oh, still here, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, some of my childhood memories are really good. There's a lot that was bad. I don't have any bad childhood memories, but I barely have any good childhood memories because I don't really have any childhood memories at all. Yeah, we've definitely blocked some account there. Seeing photos makes me think, oh, yeah, I was there. But do I remember I was there or do I remember that I've seen a photo that I was there? Yeah. Is that weird? No, I think it's normal. Like every, honestly, I've had so much work done on this and they, pretty much everyone says, oh, it's just, it's just because your, your childhood was chaotic. And one of my therapists said to me, when I'd finished explaining my whole childhood and all those weird things that happened to <laughs> us. That take the whole session. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, do you realise how chaotic your childhood sounds? And I said, no. Because to me, well, it was... feel like we were just breezing through. It yeah. didn't seem at all chaotic. chaotic. We just like, do what you want. Yeah, we just had to bring ourselves up. Yeah. What do you want for dinner? Hot dogs again? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but actually, that is chaotic. And But if you're only used to that, and that is the thing that you're used to, then you don't think of it as chaotic. It becomes normal. Well, yeah, I but, guess so. But I've been told quite a lot of my adulthood that, that's a kind of being in a stress state is now my body's new normal. And that's why I put myself in sort of stressful situations because my body feels completely comfortable in a chaotic state, which is a bit weird. I think the opposite. My body doesn't like chaotic states now. <laughs> How do you know? You've never been in one. Well, even like stressful things. I can't do work and have somebody li- talking to me in my ear and somebody on the phone next to me. Yeah, that you don't like a lot of noise, do you? Too much going on. That's like chaotic in my head. Maybe it's because of that. Who knows? 
what role was your first hire to help with your business, outsourced or employed? I think it was you. What, for free? But it wasn't me. <laughs> it was not employed or outsourced. It was just Marie doing stuff for me for free. I think my first official role was freelance, and I think it was a tech VA. Yeah. Weirdly, it was probably Claire. Yeah. Who was at our tech VA then. But yeah, I think it was that. And I didn't hire anybody else for a long time. It was just me, you and her, wasn't it, for ages? Yeah, but I wasn't official, was I? I was just helping. Helping out. Yeah. Did you not want to go back to work? No, because I couldn't see myself doing any hours that would work around it. Because my job was like almost an hour away from where I lived. And I already put Henry in nursery quite a lot I didn't I was just thinking it's just not worth it financially so yeah it didn't make sense um Lisa has said how is working with each other I love my sisters but not sure our relationship would survive if I work together a lot of people say that don't they but I think because we're like almost one person (laughs) we are a bit like almost one person it doesn't at all feel weird no it's really easy actually you I know what you want done and I know how you like things done and I like doing what you say. So it works quite well. <laughs> You're good. At, you don't really like to think about... No, I'm like a tick box person. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Like One of those. You're Give really, me a list and I'll yeah. like ticking them off. Instruction. You want instruction. Yeah. You're very happy to do the work if you have instruction. But if I say think about a way no. to do this, you'll be like, nah. Well, I could do it, but it takes me a lot longer than it takes you to think about things. <laughs> yeah, it just works. It's like you it? know, you already know what you want to do or say, whereas me trying to go into your head to think what you want me to do doesn't work very well. No. And it's really good because, like, Marie and Sam get on really well. You are, like, the same person as well. Like, Marie is, With like, similar personalities. You're really similar personalities. Sam is, like, a female, a male version of you. And lots of people think that's why I married him, because he is just you in male well, form. Well, my husband is a lot like a male version of you. So perhaps that is, there's something yeah. in that. Yeah, he is, actually. Yeah. That's weird, isn't it? Not really. I think you go for kind of opposites, don't you? Yeah, you must do, from looking at that. Well, I don't think you would ever marry Jesse because you'd be, be both annoying We'd at the kill- same time. <laughs> We'd kill each other, I think. It would never work. Um, do you share, swap, steal clothes from one another? We used to when we were I steal size. her bags. That's as far as we go, really. There was a whole thing when we were younger where Marie would get, Way over dramatic upset because I'd steal her socks. Oh, I was I was quite OCD about having. I'm still like that with Henry's clothes. Every certain things for certain days. So <laughs> when we were at school, well, I knew that I had say seven pairs of socks for the week, and then you'd take one, and then I couldn't cope. Honestly, she'd go mental, like screaming at me because I've stolen her socks. I just like things in order, I think. And now and you ruined my order. <laughs> and now our best friend, Hazel, who works with us now, she's been our best friend since we were like 13. 
She's probably got earlier childhood memories of ours than we have. Well, she did, because when I wrote the book, I had to keep asking her what happened because she'd remember more than we did. But she now buys Marie every birthday and Christmas a pair of socks because what she remembers mostly about her childhood <laughs> is you screaming at me about socks. I love those socks. <laughs> I'll happily accept socks. But we don't really steal clothes now because Marie's like three sizes smaller. I than thought me. you were going to say three foot. <laughs> and tiny. <laughs> like a small person. Fucking <laughs> <Like> elf. <laughs> And I'm a lot taller. She's got dad's side. Dad's Maltese and all Maltese people are tiny. And she's got that side. And I've got mum's side. Mum was six foot two, I think. Um, So, yeah, we're not really the same size anymore. But we do steal each other's shoes and bags. Your shoes are sometimes too big, but sometimes I can get away with it. I say we steal each other's bags. She just steals mine. (laughs) You don't steal mine. I've got one bag you might steal. You have now. (laughs) Um, I think that's the end of the questions and we have been droning on a bit now. You're probably a bit bored of us, so we will go. But it was nice having this chat. I quite like, do you want Marie on? If you guys ask for Marie to come on again, then she'll have to do it and she won't be able to say no. It's actually been all right. See, it's better than you think, isn't it? It went quite fast. No, I think I've just waffled about nothing for ages. We probably have, but people always look on their earliest podcasts and don't like them. Please put a nice comment then we won't <laughs> feel like I've whinged on too much. <laughs> if you want to ask us any other questions, you can always come into that strategy group. We're in there. Marie's in there all the time as much as I am. So you can come in there and we can start a thread and you can ask us some questions on there. Um, if you're thinking about working with your family, let us know what you're worried about and what we can help put your mind at rest about because it is, you know, lots of people worry when they work with their family, whether it's going to work, whether it's going to ruin their relationships. And I can say 100% it's only been positive working with mine. Um, I think when you have people around you that you really trust, it can only be a good thing. Okay, I'll be back next week with another episode. Have a fun week, whatever you're doing. And I'll see you next week for Making Money Online. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online.